0: It's time for Board Check. Impact Media's weekly drive through the neutral zone into Ovechkin's office. We're going top shelf over the left shoulder. Yep, we're fancy. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. This is our weekly show where we talk all things Nashville Predators, Carolina Hurricanes, we talk KSU Owls, and of course we talk Atlanta Gladiators. Tons and tons of... We get into tonight. We've got a great interview on the back end of this show from Chris, the milkman Scott from KSU. We even get into how he got that nickname. You guys are not going to see that one coming. You're not going to see that one coming, how he got that nickname. I promise you. But once you do, it will all make sense. Uh, Great chat I had with him. We talk a lot of things KSU, a lot of things not. Uh, Another great. Young gentlemen, that that team is loaded with just uh, absolute leaders, and I can't wait to see what they they get into on and off the ice. But before we get into all of that, I want to let you guys know that you can be a part of the show, and here are the ways you can do so. You can leave us a rating, review, question, comment, suggestion. Uh, We're still accepting treasure maps, although you have to bring your own shovel. And uh, we're also accepting chocolate cakes. No, nope. vanilla cakes. Vanilla cakes. Uh, producer Sassy is telling me we're swapping to vanilla. Apparently we've had too many chocolate. It happens. But you can do so the following ways. You get a little sidetracked sometimes when thinking about food. You can follow us and find us on Facebook. And you can do so by looking for Impact Media, Board Check, Jeremy York you should be able to find us either of those ways if you are so inclined that you just want to click a link and listen to the show and you can do so you click this link as many times you want there is no cap on the amount of times you can you can go to Twitter and go to a couple places Board check is our most unique show you can go to at team impact media and scroll down to the appropriate show in this case maybe board check Maybe the one featuring KSU's Chris the Milkman Scott. And, of course, you can listen as many times you want. You can also go to at BoardCheck, which is the home of this show. And uh, we talk all things hockey on that channel as well as some rugby ATL. That will be kicking off uh, very, very soon. They actually have a preseason game this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can also follow myself for show-related things and things not related to the show, such as over the weekend I was able to take one of my nephews out to a a, a College Park Skyhawks game. They are the G League affiliate of the Hawks. Had a fantastic time. All those photos and things are up. You can check those out. Uh, You can follow me at TheImpact99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And as always, you can find us anywhere you find a podcast, including Spotify, the iTunes Store, Podcast One, and anywhere else you find a podcast. If there is somewhere that you get a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will fix that accordingly. And I almost forgot, you can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the blanket email for Impact Media. We will figure out which show you were talking about, whether you tell us or not. But at Or the number 3 E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com will get get the message to us and as a lot of you guys have found out recently, I am the one who responds to about 98% of them I actually don't know what happens to the other 2% I should probably start asking questions probably should now, we got all that out of the way, let's get into some NHL news and notes, and there's no bigger thing going on right now than All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend is in southern Florida, down there where the Panthers play. Um, The Panthers probably wish they were playing a little better than they are, but instead they will host the All-Star Game. I believe this is the third and fourth. It is. On Friday the 3rd, they will host the All-Star Skill Competition. It'll be broadcast on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. The All-Star Game is slated for Saturday. It'll be broadcast on ABC with a simulcast on ESPN+. Plus. Last I heard, they're going to have things like Fastest Skater, Hardest Shot, and the Breakaway Challenge. That should be a lot of fun. Uh... They're going to do something called Splash Shot. And what Splash Shot? There's some uniquely Southern Florida things they're going to do. This will be on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. It'll be four teams of two players each. It'll be a single elimination tournament. Uh, Players are going to compete head-to-head. Each player will be required to hit targets before attempting to dunk their opponent in a dunk tank. The player to dunk their opponent first wins. If there's a tie, the teams will compete again. There is a pitch in puck. Six players are going to play a par-4 golf hole with an island green using a combination of pucks and balls. The player with the lowest score wins. If there's a tie, the player with the longest drive will be declared the winner. Doesn't that sound fun? What about 10-D tandem? The eight all-star goalies will take part as teams of two by division. Each team will have one shooting goalie and one in-net goalie. That's going to be fun. There are some sharp shooters in the net. Didn't know if you guys knew that. Uh, the shooting goalie is going to take a shot from a designated spot. He'll get three points if the shot goes in the hole. Two points if it hits. If it hits uh, in a target. And no points if the shot misses the net. Based on how the shooting goalie does, the in-net goalie will face three, two or one player on a break. That should be fun. NHL shootout rules apply for uh, forward progress and all that. A save earns the in-net goalies team the full points, which is based on the number of players faced. Pretty fun. Um, There's a lot more rules to that one. Fastest skater, hardest shot, breakaway challenge, accuracy shooting. That's going to be a lot of fun. Folks, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, by now, you probably know the rosters. You probably know the ones you're going to cheer for, the ones that, um, the ones that you're going to cheer the hardest for. You know, like the Metro Division, which features Andre Spetsnikov. You may cheer for. You may cheer for, the Central Division. Which oddly enough, Peter DeBoer, is going to be coaching that one. And uh, UC Saros of our Nashville Predators is going to be one of the goalies. So we're going to get to see him. I wonder if they're going to make him. If he's going to be the shooter if he's going to be, the defender. That's interesting. Because I think yusuf has got an interesting shot that would be a lot of fun to do but as I said more information on that um, ESPN I think has a better write-up than NHL and since neither one of them employ me I can pick one so ESPN has the better thing on that one but um, this Friday and Saturday they, that's, that's just it's gonna be so much fun uh, looks like Friday night is gonna be 7 p.m. start on the skills and Saturday the game is gonna start around three that should be fun. You know, these are the three-on-three tournament. It's so much fun, guys. You guys know that. Um, outside of the All-Star game, here are some other things going on in the league. There was a trade. There was a trade earlier today where Vancouver traded Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders for a couple players and a draft pick. Uh... People were surprised by this. I don't know if they just thought Horvat wasn't going to be on the move, because he's been rumored to be moved for a couple times. But I think people were more surprised that the Islanders made a move. Well, the Islanders need offense and they need uh, a spark, and Bo Horvat could very much be that. So I, I like the trade. Um, Vancouver is not at a place where they're going to do a lot of really. Amazing things this year. They're definitely building towards a future project. And, uh, you know, it's given Horvat the chance to play for a team that, that could do a lot better than the one he was on. So I like the trade. We'll see how it actually shakes out. Probably sometime next year, we'll see how those players uh, turn around. Um, yeah, we'll go with this next. Uh, sad note. And, and this is a real sad note because a uh, big fan of this guy and his son, his son was, it was one of my favorites to watch when I was a kid. Um, the legend, Bobby Hull, passed away uh, just the other day at the age of 84. Uh, his son, Brett Hull, was, uh, is very well known as well. The whole family, just hockey royalty. Uh, Bobby Hull, probably the most famous player to ever be a Chicago Blackhawk for the right reasons. There may be people slightly more recognized as Blackhawks players for bad reasons, but uh, I can't think of anything bad about Bobby Hull, and I can't remember anything I may have seen about it. So, uh, thoughts, prayers, and condolences to the whole family. You know your hockey family is, is always keeping you guys in our prayers, and um, man, we're going to miss Bobby Hull. Great, great person, man. Great person. And lastly, because there's no easy transition out of that, and lastly, Edmonton got to do uh, what has become more commonplace, but this is the rare feat, where they had to call on the emergency goalie late in the third period. And uh, because the original guy was, the original emergency goalie had an illness, they signed uh, a guy in his third year at the University of Alberta called Matthew Berlin, or Matt Berlin, who was able to make a save or so and help secure the win versus Chicago Blackhawks for the Edmonton Oilers the other night. Uh, Just fascinating that uh, as an amateur, he signed a 10-day amateur contract It it doesn't mess with his college eligibility, I guess, and uh, like I said, he was able to pick up a save or so and actually gets the win help secure the win for the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, we get to see another great emergency goalie come in there. And Matt Berlin may have helped himself more than he, than, than he probably initially realized because he just showed every team in the league that he can stop professional shots and he can hold his own and a, a goal even for a short time as he was there. That's definitely going to help him down the road if he ever wants to pursue it. Uh, just fantastic, though, fantastic. There are some news and notes about uh, the teams we follow here on the show. I'm going to get into those real quickly. As for Nashville, the Alex Carrier, or Carrier, however you want to say it, Alex Carrier injury, uh, looks like he's going to be out four to six weeks with an upper body injury. Uh, He suffered the injury as he was taking up for a teammate on the ice and he got into it with uh, one scary dude and um i wish him the best on his recovery but i even heard quotes from his his coach when he looked up and he's like what is he doing and he looked and he realized why he did it and uh, he even told him later you know hey that that goes a long way nashville has really kind of spun everything in in the right direction here recently it's not going to be fun not having him for about a month, but uh, that just shows you where this locker room is, that they all take up for each other, and they're, they're willing to, to go to battle for each other. So that that 100% tells you right there that, that this team is ready to fight for everything, and they have turned it around. As I said, they, we'll get into their standings here in a minute, but they have done quite quite a lot each week in, in turning things around and putting some things together. Now they, they still don't quite have every, all the pieces in place the way they want them, but man they've been doing some really good stuff. And i got to say real quickly, uh, a week or so ago on this show, uh, I made the point that some of the local media for uh, the NHL in general, but um, Canes and Preds and, and even the Gladiators have uh, have uh, been a little more negative than than I, I particularly like. You know, like I said, I try to keep things positive on this show. Um, you know, even when a team's not doing well, you look for the positives. That's the way you rebound. You can't you can't sit in the the gutter of your thoughts all the time. And and I get it. Hey, we got to talk about the bad with the good, and we do talk about both those there. And and these are good media people, and I, I want them to feel like I, I wasn't necessarily calling you out. For any of those and it wasn't directed at anybody in particular. I don't think anybody felt that way. But I just wanted to get that out there. Um, and yes to to some of you guys, I did either hear your announcements on your, your shows in the last week or I noticed myself without you making an announcement that you guys uh, are making a more conscious effort to be more positive and to not doom and gloom uh a lot of your stuff and i think the fans have responded well so uh shout outs and kudos to you guys and gals there's actually a few of you guys that uh, we're going to try to line up and get on the show here pretty soon and i hope we're able to uh, get you guys on but i just want to say that, that that what i said was not it was not in, it was not direct shots at anybody in particular i just did you know i, I just felt like there was too much negativity and, 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 hey, people call me out on stuff all the time, and I appreciate the feedback. I, I in no way ever get upset or mad about things you guys say. So just want to throw that out there that was not direct shots at anybody in particular. But I'm also glad to see that um, a good handful of you guys have, have, uh, have started being a lot more positive, and I think you're going to enjoy the feedback. Uh, but uh, that being said... Let's get into. Uh, let's get in, Well, we were talking Nashville Predators. Let's talk Nashville Predators and what they have done recently. Now, like I said, there are some really great media people out there that cover the Canes, that cover the, the Predators, that cover the Gladiators, that, that cover KSU. Uh, go out there and check them out. Like I said, we're going to try to get some of them on as uh, some of these as some of their schedules are, are kind of winding down. And uh, other ones are starting to pick up, but we are going to try to get some of those on. I see you guys in the list of people you guys want me to have on. We are doing everything we can. I promise you, I am on this. We will get those people on. But let's talk about the Nashville Predators. What the Nashville Predators have done in the last week, have, they have extended their win streak to five. And they did that on Tuesday night with a win over the Winnipeg Jets. Can't lie, as a member of Blue Land and Thrasher Nation, I like when Winnipeg loses. It is what it is. I don't hold anything against Winnipeg because I don't think the Thrasher's went to Winnipeg. They became the Jets as soon as they got on the plane. But either way, Cody Glass, who has been outstanding this year with a goal, and uh, Janot had the other one, UC Soros, with... 32 saves in the winning effort. And on Thursday, they hosted the New Jersey Devils and beat the Devils. What a win, going into the break, by the way. Beat one of the best teams in the league. The New Jersey Devils. You beat them 6-4. to four. Your goals by Cody Glass, Philip Forsberg, uh, Smith and Granlund, Jeanneau and Duchesne to finish out the sixth. 35 saves for UC Soros heading into all-star weekend. good thing is that they get a good chunk of time off. They have not played since Thursday. Everybody's getting a chance to kind of heal up and in fact they will not play at all this week. They will not play until next Tuesday when they will host the Vegas Golden Knights which should be a lot of fun. That's always a good matchup. So let's go to the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes news and note I have for you guys is they have released photos of the Stadium Series sweaters as they will um, they will be facing the Washington Capitals. Capitals look okay, but man, I'm gonna steal a line from from uh, from the the kiddos nowadays as uh, the kids as I say it. I am gonna say that uh, the Stadium Series. Hurricane jerseys are straight fire. They've got awesome patches. They've got, like, hidden ghost things on them. It's fantastic. Just go check them out. They are absolutely amazing. Speaking of absolutely amazing, let's talk about what the Hurricanes have done in the last week. You know, a couple weekends ago, they had the loss at the shootout to uh, the Vancouver Canucks, who just traded... Bo Horvat, then, uh, then they had the win over Minnesota at home. They went to the Islanders and beat them as well. Going into last week, they had that two-game win streak going. On Wednesday, they went to Dallas and beat the Stars 3-2 to in overtime where my spirit animal, Brent Burns, Sebastian Ajo, and Marty Nachos all with goals in that one. Uh, what was kind of weird in it was that uh, Frederick Anderson stopped four of six and then got pulled for Anti Ranta, who proceeded to shut the door on the Stars at that point. But they get win number three there. They move into Friday as they host the San Jose Sharks. They win that one in overtime, five to four. Where Sebastian Ajo adds a double. Uh, Calvin DeHaan had a goal and Marty Nachos had two as well. Anti Toronto with 26 saves in the victory. That's four in a row. Could they make it five? Well, on Sunday. On Sunday they they host the Boston Bruins and they win that one four to one. See if we can get this. A... there we go. Goals by Jordan Saul, Sebastian Aho, Seth Jarvis, and Paul Stasny. Boy stasny has been a big pickup, right? Frederick Anderson rebounds from his crazy outing and stops 24 of 25 for the win. They are going to be a little bit busier than Nashville heading into the break. Tomorrow night, they will host the LA Kings for a 7 p.m. puck drop. And then on Wednesday, they will travel up to Buffalo, 7.30 puck drop on that one. And then they will get um, a couple days break for the All-Star Festivities. They actually don't play till next Saturday after the games this weekend. Uh, But good to see both teams rebounding. You know, it's probably because of all the positivity. If you speak it into existence, that actually matters. I think we're doing a good job there. We look at the standings. Currently, with 72 points, which is good for. the second most points behind Boston, is 81, in the Eastern Conference, but number one in the Metropolitan is the Carolina Hurricanes, 32, 9, and 8, by the way, that is that is amazing, 72 points, they are four points ahead of the Devils, and they are a full 10 points ahead of the Rangers, let's go to the Western Conference. Remember, it wasn't too long ago that down in seventh and eighth place in the wild card was was where those Predators are, where they were. Where are they now? How about fourth place in the wild card? They are three points out of second and third because that is 57 points for Colorado and Calgary. They are right outside the playoffs. So, for everybody that wanted to doom and gloom and everybody that wanted to blow the team up, I'm glad that the team stuck with their plan and didn't listen to uh, one of the popular narratives. Not everybody was saying blow it up, but, you know, a lot of people were. I think you're just a couple pieces away from making a, a good playoff run. And all you have to do is get in the playoffs. Yes, there are sometimes teams that are more talented than others. We all get that. But if any sports playoff system can prove it, can prove this point, it's hockey. It's the NHL. In that, all you have to do is be the hottest team to get into the playoffs, and you usually make it to the finals. So come in on the hot streak, come in blowing the doors off people, and you will be right there in the thick of it. Uh, let's uh, yeah, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little. Gladiators, real quick. The Atlanta Gladiators have uh, been doing pretty well, also. Here recently here recently uh, last Wednesday they went to Greenville unfortunately lost that one in a shootout four to three it happens when you go to shootout it is it is we saw that in the World Cup it is all bets are off uh, but uh, sanghoon Sheen Tim Davison and Eric Neely with the goals in the losing effort there. Tendek gets the shootout loss, which sucks. It sucks, we'll just say that. 32 saves in uh, for his effort on the night. And then just last night, they went to Orlando to face the Solar Bears. That one went a little more our way. As we come away, five to one winners in that one. Michael Morazic, Kate Oliver, Tyson Empey, Eric Neely, and Noah Leon all with goals in that one. Tendek with 33 saves in the winning effort. Good to get back into uh, winning ways. Upcoming schedule, they will play this Saturday in Savannah versus the Ghost Pirates. They have tended to have their number, so that's that's no problem there. Then they will host Savannah on Sunday, uh, 7 p.m. puck drop on Saturday. On Sunday, it will be a 3 p.m. puck drop. And that one is Military and First Responders Night. Join the Gladiators as they honor the military and first responders personnel in our community. Shout out to all the first responders and military out there. Seriously, uh, we all know friends and family that, that uh, do those jobs. And uh, a lot of times they're thankless jobs, but we could not do the things we do without them. So we definitely salute you all. And also, I believe I believe you can get tickets as low as 15 bucks that game. That's a fun game to go to, by the way. Not to mention that coming up on the 11th, which is next Saturday, is the Teddy Bear Toss. And there are probably a handful of seats available for that. If you want to go to just one of the most electric games you can go to all year long, the Teddy Bear Toss is that. It is very close to being sold out. So make sure, uh, if you're going to get tickets, you need to call now. Continue to listen to this show, but call now. And while we're at it, while we're at it, let's check the standings for the Gladiators. The Gladiators currently sit in fifth place in the Southern Conference with 50 points. We are one point behind South Carolina, Jacksonville, and Greenville. So there's a giant two-way tie. There's there's a bunch of tiebreakers, of course. But we are one point out of second. And we are seven points out of first, where the Florida Everblades have continued to chomp this division like a bunch of uh, spring chickens. It is uh, pretty crazy. And we're seven points up on Orlando. We are 21 points up on Savannah feel pretty good about that Uh, moving on the main update that I have for KSU is that their season has uh, has has uh, has basically slowly come to an end It, it snuck up on us really quickly uh, they had some great performances this year. Um, when a team is this young and it has as many new pieces and things uh, they're working on, I wasn't as concerned about scoreboards. It was about the camaraderie. it was about it was about this team playing as a team and not as a bunch of talented individuals. And I think they have definitely done so. I think they've done a uh, fantastic job. Of building for the future I don't think they're going to lose that many people between this year and next year and coach Brian Daly man he has done a fantastic job and when I when I talk to Chris the milkman Scott here uh, that you'll get to hear here in a few minutes you will hear him mention him as well because I do ask him about that and just the difference that Coach Daly has made. I got to chat with him at both games that I attended, and uh, man, he's he he has potential to do some really really good things uh, with this team. But we are going to take a break, and then the much anticipated chat I had with Chris, the Milkman Scott. And we'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact Dork from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Owl fans joining me at this time. He is a sophomore left winger for your owls. He is Chris Scott. How are you, Chris? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh it's as as people have, have come accustomed to, they know we did do we've probably chatted a little bit before we've started this year, but uh, let's start right with obviously people are are aware or unaware that the KSU season has pretty much wrapped up. Uh, so what would you say – what's your overall takeaway from this season? Um,
1: well, it wasn't the best season, obviously. There's a, there's a lot that we want to improve on. Um, but we also showed a lot of potential. I mean, we beat University of Tennessee, which is huge. We beat Middle Tennessee. Um, so I, I definitely think we've proven that, that we can be a, a decent hockey team. We just got to – this upcoming season, we got to, um, you know, put it into, put it into B. We got to do something about it this year.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, we were talking pre- uh, beforehand. I, I was there at both Georgia tech games just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, just the, the evolution that I saw from the start of the game to the end of the game. And when you guys really are playing together, man, there's, there's a lot of talent on this team. And I, and I think you guys have a lot of the right places or the right people in the right places, uh, once it falls into place this this team could do some really big things. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh this
1: year we've gotten a lot of new players and uh I think I think the talent's all there. I just think once we come together and build the chemistry and put in the work I think uh it'll start it'll start showing on the score sheet.
0: And um as I was telling you they put uh, the team put out these player cards where uh, they they put some some uh, fun facts and uh, you know uh, we'll get into your major and stuff in a minute. It says here your introduction to hockey was family. How did your family get you into hockey? So not my direct family, but my cousin on my mom's
1: side was playing hockey and he lives in North Carolina. But I went to we were visiting him and we decided to go ice skating, and I I was. I think six at this time, and it was horrible. I was holding on to the boards, and I was miserable the entire time I did it. Um, and then I get back in the car, and my dad says, so what do you think? Do you want to try hockey? Because I was just playing baseball at the time. And I was like, no, I think I'll stick to baseball. And he ended up signing me up for hockey, and, you know, I've been in love with it ever since.
0: Wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, it also says on here, that your favorite hockey memory is meeting Aiden Hamby. Yeah, <laughs> I heard a little bit. I heard a little bit of that story early on. Uh, let people know why that is one of your favorite hockey memories.
1: So we played each other growing up quite a bit. Um, I played with the Ice Bandits in coming, and he played with the um, Atlanta Knights and then with the um, with the Mad Hatters. So we would play each other a lot growing up, and he would always be funny, you know, chirping and different things and. He was just kind of a hilarious player to play against so um you know, once once I found out we were gonna be playing together I texted all my old teammates and it was it was very fun to meet him, and get to know him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was the yeah, he was the first guest we had on this season from you guys and uh, yeah, he's something else. Uh, I actually <laughs> got to see him in person uh, at, at one of the Georgia Tech games and uh you guys have some some really eclectic characters on this team and and that's part of what draws me and i know the fan base to this team uh who are some of your favorite characters on this team uh well obviously handy um Montgomery Montgomery's pretty
1: hilarious uh let's see Noir can be pretty funny we have everybody on the team you know i think we i think we do have a lot of uh characters on this team for sure
0: Oh yeah, it's it's. I say this in a positive way because I love to use the word to describe things on my side of the world. Some sometimes, uh, it's a, it's definitely a a circus of performers, and uh, it's that it, you're never gonna go away without having a smile on your face after talking to you guys. Absolutely, yeah,
1: absolutely. We we have a lot of fun. Uh,
0: it also says here that your fun fact is is that you love milk. There are a lot of dairy farmers out where I'm at right now uh, that would love to hear that. Is that really one of your favorite drinks?
1: Oh, absolutely. It goes with everything. Tastes delicious. Good good calcium for your bones. Highly recommend it. Do you have a particular brand you like or just doesn't matter? Uh, Not particularly, so long as it's whole milk or chocolate milk. Um, I'm not really particular with brands so much.
0: Is in all the, and all the craze to try to have the right workout drinks and all things like that, I've noticed a lot of people have went back to just straight up whole milk.
1: Yeah, a lot of uh, workout drinks, as far as like Gatorades and the uh, pre-workout stuff, uh, have never really been my thing. Um, usually, I just do water and milk as far as like nutritional stuff. Keeps it simple. That works. It sure does.
0: Uh, It says you are a construction management major. Uh, Why did you choose construction management?
1: Um, Well, when I was in the middle school, I was thinking I would want to do something involving engineering, and then I realized Hmm. I'm not prolific or uh, super good at math, so (laughs) construction management (laughs) seemed a little bit more practical. And um, I was looking into it because KSU has a ton of different majors, and I was looking through, I was thinking about architecture, um, and a few other things, thinking about business,
0: but uh right now I think construction management's best best fit. That's good. It's a good program. I know people that have recently graduated from it, uh friends of mine. And uh as I said before the show, I have a background in construction, so uh it, it definitely excites me when people get into it because you know, we, we can only have so many people sitting behind a desk. Telling us what we're supposed to do or what the best things are. We need people, you know, building roads, building houses, you know, the buildings for them to sit in. So it, it's always good to see people get into a, uh, a career path like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially you know where I'm from and coming, there's there's a whole lot of development going on. New schools are like feels mm-hmm. like a new thing put up every year. So yeah, I absolutely agree.
0: And we're here with Chris Scott from the KSU Owls here on Board Check. Um, do you have a favorite NFL, I mean NHL team?
1: Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes. How'd you become a Hurricanes fan? Your cousin? Yeah, my cousin, because he's been... Uh, I think the first game I saw was a Hurricanes game, so um, obviously with the Thrashers moving away, kind of makes the most sense for them to be my team.
0: It's true. That's, that's part of why we cover the Hurricanes and the Predators here on the show, and that is the two closest teams to us.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, do you have a favorite player on the Hurricanes currently?
1: Um, Probably either Ajo or Svechnikov. Um Sveshnikov, I just really like his game because obviously he's a finesse player. He's scoring a ton of goals, but he also loves to hit, and uh, he really is a hard worker.
0: Oh, he definitely does. They, they have built a monster of talent out there in Carolina in the last couple of years. They are a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely, especially
1: since they struggled so long before that, not making the playoffs for the longest time. So, yeah, it's definitely good to see them finally uh, winning games regularly.
0: Yeah, that's true. And did you have a favorite player growing up?
1: Um, I had a few different favorite players. Uh, when I was really little, it was like that suit. Um mm. Just seeing his control with the puck was really, really cool, and I kind of wanted to be like that. Um, obviously Kane, everybody wants to be like Kane. Uh, and then after after those uh, Sochi Winter Olympics, I really started watching Oshie. Um, mm. He just has really good control with the puck and he's a really good control player, loves to make moves, obviously, he's shootout, a
0: shootout guy. So, yeah, probably Oshi overall. You know, I, I I agree with that, that the Olympics kind of put him on the, the national and the world scale, that everybody was like, this guy's been playing how long it seems like he's really good and he's just he's just the the fireball in the middle of of any uh line out there on the ice
1: yeah absolutely cool under pressure too with that shootout going going uh you know over and over again it's got to be stressful and he, he did
0: it very well oh yeah he does very well um it's I know you said that hook and you said Oshie and, and Kane a little bit. Do you model your game after any of them or do you just kind of play the way you see fit? Um, I don't necessarily model my game after them. Um I really like that suit
1: because like even like he can stick handle fast, for example, but you know, his control was like incredible, like his shootout moves. Um, it seemed like the goalie was just, you know, couldn't handle him. So um usually if there's a player I really like, I you know, pick and choose things like Austin Matthews has an incredible shot. So you watch a ton of videos of him and, you know, you try to see how you can shoot like him and different things like that. But there's isn't really a player that I try to, like, model my game after.
0: That's good. I, I I never tell people there's a wrong answer to that, whether whether you're trying to watch somebody to pick up things or whether you completely do your own thing. As, as long as you're doing what's comfortable and what's working to you, it, yeah, that's what you should be doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're working hard and uh, you're working on your game, I think that's the most important thing.
0: Now I'm going to shift a little bit because we we were talking about this beforehand, and and I don't want to forget that I come up with this question. Uh, you, in high school, you said in the inaugural year of of uh, your high school football team, you, you played for one year, correct? Yes. And that was a uh, one of the eight man leagues. Yes. Kinda of describe for people the difference in, in what an eight man league is as opposed to the normal eleven they see out there.
1: Well, in an eight man league you're generally talking about schools that don't have as many people going or they're just starting out a mm-hmm. football team. And so they there's generally a lot less talent out there, which means you kinda eight man's kinda more ideal because uh there's a lot more room and a lot more opportunity for offense and things just kinda run smoother with an eight man team as opposed to 11 man team.
0: Yeah. And, and I agree. I told you this before too. Is I actually kind of like the eight man as, as opposed to the 11, at least on the high school level, because like you said, there is more room. You can kind of, uh, there, there's more creativity. You you have to kind of do things a little differently, but it's just as entertaining if not more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun to play in too. Um, you know, getting to do that for your school is,
0: is, uh, it was a lot of fun. Now, you said you played a little baseball as a kid. Uh, what position were you, and, and how much did you enjoy playing that over playing uh, hockey or football?
1: Yeah, so um, when I played baseball, it was a lot of fun. I, I really did enjoy it, um, especially before I, I knew hockey, and um, hitting baseballs was a lot of fun. Uh, pitching was a lot of fun. Um but you know the difference between hockey and baseball is, if you're in base, if you're playing baseball and you know you want to do something about the score, there's not much you can do. You know, if you're playing left field, um, or you're a fielder at all, there's not much you can do. If you if you want to go hit somebody or you want to go create some offense, you know, you it, you kind of have to wait your turn and it can be a little stressful. And that's in that kind of uh, um, you know pace. So that's why I prefer hockey. It's like you constantly get a chance to change the game and. Even if you don't score you can make a play every two minutes. So that's what I really started to enjoy about hockey in comparison is that you can always do something every single shift. Whereas with
0: baseball it's you get three or four at bats and uh and that's it. Well then that spawns a follow up question that may get may make this podcast go really deep. Uh do you feel <laughs> like that you feel like that mentality works in life too, instead of sitting back and waiting on things to happen trying to, to make things happen yourself?
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, something I really uh, respect about Kravis is that, you know, he came in the team this year as, I guess, technically a rookie, Um, but immediately he he wants to change things. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, on teams that I've played for that haven't maybe done so well, and they'll complain or whatever, but they won't really do anything to change it. Um, And that's not a lot of guys on this team, but. With Kravis, you know, he saw something wrong, and he just immediately wants to make it better. And, uh, you know, he's constantly pushing people in practice. And, um, yeah, so that's absolutely a a good mentality to have in life.
0: Well, that spawns the next direction I was going to go. And is is Kravis the main one that that, – we're talking about James Kravis for everybody who is maybe new to the show. We we talked with him last week. Uh, Is James somebody that uh, is the main one pushing you in practice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's played juniors, so he's had, uh, you know, serious coaching, and there's a lot that he's learned. And um, obviously he's passing that all on to us. You know, every, every time we get off the ice um, or in practice, he's, you know, he's teaching us little things that can make us a little bit sharper. Um, and, you know, because, you know, he's seen it firsthand with different coaching and, and playing with juniors. So, um,
0: yeah, he's, he's definitely pushing us all the time. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And, uh, yeah, yeah his background is, is, uh, fascinating, just like yours is, in, in completely different ways. Um, is he the main one? Is he the main teammate that you're hanging out with?
1: Yeah. I mean, we started off, uh, coach put us on a line together. And so me, him, and Tisdale would, uh, travel down together wherever, whenever we traveled. And, uh, we ended up talking a lot and, and hanging out. And, um, I think he mentioned this on the podcast too. He, he kind of prefers, uh, kind of one-on-one to, you know, group activity, and I kind of feel the same Mm -hmm. way, so usually when we travel and,
0: um, you know, we we tend to hang out together. That's good, especially if you're on the same line that you really get that connection going. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it a lot more comfortable on the ice, and when you're practicing, it it makes
1: things run a lot smoother when when you're close to them.
0: Definitely so. Um... We mentioned a little bit about the milk and everything, but uh do you have a particular uh fitness or nutrition uh plan that you follow, or you just uh kind of do what you feel necessary
1: um I've been kind of bad with my nutritional plan as far as my diet, but uh generally as far as um you know during the season, I try to stick to a lot of grilled chicken and pasta, and I try not to get in too many uh too much fried food and stuff like that, but um inevitably i end up i end up having some here and there. But, yeah, mostly just grilled chicken, um, pasta, um, simple stuff like that.
0: Now, do you do a meal prep thing, or or is it you making all your meals?
1: Uh, I don't usually do a meal prep. Um, I like to make my own food, but usually it's – the the thing I don't like about meal prep is that you have to end up eating the same thing over and over, which I don't like. Mm So I try to make something new all the time, and – um, like, I especially like cooking burgers, which are pretty bad for
0: you, but um,
1: <laughs> I end up cooking them quite a bit, too.
0: Uh, they're only bad if you load them up with, uh, you know, a side salad that, that everybody else puts on these burgers. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if you're loading it up with extra condiments and things, then that, that's what makes the burger super bad, you know. Just, as long as you're not eating burgers all the time, I think you'll be okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's. I hope so, at least through college.
0: <laughs> and uh, we're finishing up here with KSU's Chris Scott. It says here your nickname is Scotty. Is that your actual nickname, or do you have another one? Um,
1: it's it's people usually don't call me Scotty, but the thing is, I don't really have any other nicknames. So just to kind of fill in there, <laughs> um, Chris is kind of my nickname, but it's what people call me anyway, and it's kind of my name, so um that's kind of the next best thing well
0: let's work on let's let's uh let's work on trying to get you a, a good nickname here maybe if we, if we play off we could call you uh milkman if you're always delivering <laughs> because you like milk so much you know uh yeah that'll you know, be fun chris milkman scott i think you know that may actually catch on i don't even think i'm going to come up with another one now i would love that i love that nickname we're going to start pushing that. I'm going to tag that in the show. I'm going to hope all my listeners do that. I'm going to hope Kravis gets, gets a hold of it. You'll probably have a banner <laughs> when you get back home later. You know, just we're going to go with that. Absolutely. And uh, I always keep meaning to ask you guys um, about Coach Daly and what he's meant to this team. So, what's the, what's he meant to this team, having Coach Daly uh, behind the boards for you?
1: Oh, it's been huge. I mean, when he came in, uh... Last year, he immediately got to work. He, You can see all the little things. I mean, it's not just coaching, coaching on the ice, but, um, you know, helping out with administrative stuff, so, you know, sending me emails, constantly working to make things run a bit smoother and, and help us in whatever way he can try to recruit. And he, he does a ton of stuff. Um, so yeah, every practice, he draws up a practice plan. He He's super in detail. Um, and so, yeah, you, you can tell the work he puts in. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been great. It's been
0: great. Now, what kind of coach is he? Is he kind of a, a super intense or, or high energy, or is he kind of, uh, you know, a lead by example? What kind of coach is Coach Taylor? I guess you could say he's more lead by example. Um, his thing is more,
1: I guess, analytical. He loves showing video mm-hmm. and explaining it through that way and kind of dissecting things. And uh, you can tell him his drills. You know, he tries to explain kind of the, the cause and effect of things. Um And so it it helps out when you're going into a drill, having the right mentality of where it's going to be applied in the game. So, um, yeah, for me, I I love seeing things drawn out and dissected. And uh, so he's been
0: great at that. Yeah, he seemed like a real good guy. I I run into him at both games that I went to and uh, just super nice guy. In fact, to start with, because uh, I tend to probably overdress to attend Uh, games that I cover with the the vest and tie and everything. And he actually initially thought I was part of Georgia Tech's coaching staff. And I said, well, coach, if it helps you win, I can definitely be a part of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's a great guy. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. Uh, I guess lastly, as we're finishing up with Chris, the milkman, Scott, what would be your message uh, to to not only the the k s u fans but uh the the listeners of this show and just people in general as to uh why they should check out the k s u owls next year
1: um we're really we 're trying to build a program that 's you know fun for everyone i mean the players obviously uh the goal is to win is to win right um more than anything but we're trying to create something that 's fun for the fans and the players and everybody to get involved in and uh kind of make the school proud. So that that's the first priority for me is just kind of creating an environment that everyone wants to be a part of and, and everybody wants to kind of share in. So for the fans, I would say, you know, come to the games and, and uh, you know, try to build this program.
0: Yeah, and to all the students out there, I heard that it's only like five bucks to come to a game. So I don't know why you're not doing that on a Friday or a Saturday. It's one of the best times you could have.
1: Absolutely. They're they're a ton of fun, you know, know, especially for people in the South that really have no idea what's going on with hockey. You know, you'll you'll see some goals and some hits, and it'll kind of be fun regardless of the score. So I would absolutely encourage it.
0: Absolutely. And, Chris, it has been a blast getting to talk to you and have you on the show. We wish you uh, much success going forward, and uh, we'll be catching up with you guys over the summer.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the player pop, and the bear-